Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two friends talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about School of Rock. Cody, good to see you again, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, we're back for season two. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, you know, we're no longer roommates, so that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the motto is just, you know, continue the podcast because, uh, you know, why not? It was a good run, and I say we uh, make it an even better season, too. How about you? Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I think we got some new categories we're about to break out, so that's that's very cool. Going to bring in some new guests, uh, maybe play some different sort of games, you know, not stick to the same format all the time. But I'm definitely excited for season two. Uh, one, one thing I want to bring up is that actually, we you know, we've got some decent amount of views on the pod um, in our time away. People have been coming back and listening. So really? numbers, numbers have been going up. Wow, that is surprising. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, maybe we've got, you know, an, an entirely new following for, for the, you know, the sequel season. Uh, we might have to up our game a little bit. But yeah, 1% that's, that's of cool. our audience is from Germany. So... <laughs> Shout out. Hey, uh, any, any Germans out there? Yeah, dude. Uh, we're big fans. I, I like all things Germany. Beer, you know, sausages, just everything that's there. I'm a big fan. So. Oh, yeah. So shout out to our, our German listener. Maybe somebody was using a VPN or something. But all right. What do you say? Why don't we uh, why don't we get into the movie? Talk, talk some School of Rock. Hit me with your do initial it. thoughts, Cody. Sold his soul for rock and roll, but nobody was buying. You're an embarrassment. You're out. Maybe it's time to give up those dreams. Don't you miss rocking out? You're not a teacher, Ned. You're the cross-dressing incubus from Maggot Death. Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a sub, and soon I'll be a certified teacher. Well, you hit me first on uh, why you oh, yeah. this movie. Right. What are we doing? Season two. Can't even remember how the show works. All right. Reason I picked this movie, um, <clears throat> I think it's very similar to the last movie I chose, which was Holes, in that uh, it just has a very special place in my heart. You know, it uh, it's just one of those childhood movies, seen it a bunch of times. Uh, but I think, yeah, my internet connection is unstable. Sick. Uh, I think different to to Holes, uh, it just I think this movie has a little bit more of like a cult following, um, has a larger you know, group of fans still to this day. I know there's a lot of people that appreciate this movie and hell, I love this movie and I want to share my thoughts with the viewers and I also wanted to make you watch it. So how'd it feel watching it? Yeah, no, uh, this was my first time seeing it, um, which is kind of surprising, I think. Uh, I don't know when it came out, like 2002 or something. Pretty early on in the 2000s, I think, if it wasn't that. Um, yeah, my my initial thoughts are, you know, I just love music in general. So I feel like I really just started enjoying this movie right away. Um, it was a little bit slow in the beginning. I think pacing wise, um, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I love the first team. Love the first scene, like after all the, you know, like the credits and the rock concert where he face plants on uh, trying to, you know, whatever it's called. Uh, Age dive. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> um after that, like when he's hung over in bed and um, Ned and Sarah Silverman and him get into a good argument, I think that's really funny. He tells her, 
uh, would Picasso sell his guitars? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that a lot. I think the first couple classes where you went to the private school was a little slow. Um, but after that, after you like when you found out that they, they played music, uh, I was, it was pretty much geared up in the movie, and I was just locked in the entire way, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I, I kind of love just the relationship between Jack Black and the class. Um, the thing is about him, he's sort of a kid as well in this movie. Like, he is an adult, but he doesn't act like one. So it's, it's really easy to get behind him. Obviously, this movie's pretty dumb, and it just in, from the standpoint of, like, what it's presenting. It's a guy, you know, substitute teaching a class of kids into becoming a rock group uh that's pretty dumb but it's also really fun um and yeah my last initial thought is dude these kids can bump bro these kids <laughs> these kids these kids can play some basically all music they got good singers they got good instrument players they got it all man uh obviously good casting with the kids i'm sure they're just looking for you know kids with talent and, and they found them and yeah my basically my initial thoughts are i like this movie so yeah what are your initial thoughts saying it for what the 50th time yeah, no, the the music is great. Like, not only, like, is it, like, oh, this is a movie about music, but, like, legitimately all the music that they play in this movie is, like, is really good. Uh, the song they perform at the end, the kids themselves, like you said, are, are are great at playing music. And the thing is, they actually are playing the music in real life. It's not, you know, none of that's fake. To, they're actually, you know, really actually talented musicians. So yeah. I think that's great. Obviously, this movie lives and dies on Jack Black. Um, like you said, he's, he's almost like a kid himself. He definitely has some stunted maturity in his character. Um, but maybe a little bit in his, his personality in real life too. Um, obviously his ability to play instruments and his love of rock music, uh, are also what makes this, this movie work so well and what makes that character work. Uh, one, one final initial thought, thought is, uh, the, the, the drummer, uh, I can't remember his, his character's name. I think it's Freddie. Freddie. Uh, his name in real life is Kevin Clark. And just quick RIP to Kevin Clark because that he uh, passed away like a month ago and was, was hit Did by a really? car. Yeah, it was, it was pretty sad. Um, wow, yeah, that's so tough. obviously very young. I mean, he was about, he's a little older than us, but, you yeah. know, still very sad. Crazy, man. Yeah, RIP to him. Tough stuff. All right, so now we're going to move on. Uh, to our maybe my favorite category where we we rip the movie up a little bit stupidest part you stupid uh i'll i'll get us started with with the obvious thing um he's impersonating a teacher and you know basically committing identity theft fraud whatever you want to say uh for for a couple weeks and, and the cops show up to arrest him you know talk to him but then literally nothing happens He's fine. You know, he's, he's been hanging out with kids and impersonating someone for three weeks. And there are, there are literally no consequences. Uh, obviously that's just, you know, to allow the movie to wrap up in a clean way, but realistically there's going to be some sort of consequence here. Right. Yeah. To touch on that, the thing that I thought was really funny was um, after like the cops came to the school and he ran away, he just ran back to his apartment and Ned and Sarah Silverman just walk in. I was like, where'd the cops go? Why are they not arresting his man? Brian Dandy's on right now. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a setup for the end to make it more dramatic. But yeah, that didn't really make any sense. You would think uh, Miss Assistant to the Mayor, Sarah Silverman, would, uh, would make sure the cops get this dude. She clearly has it out for him. Oh, yeah. 
fuck that chick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, my first dumb thing was uh, just the setup of the classroom. Um, it seems to me that, you know, when I was in school, um, pretty much like every other week, or maybe even every week, like a higher administrator would come in while someone was teaching and, you know, like take notes and evaluate them on what they're doing. And throughout this entire movie, that doesn't happen until like the very end where the principal comes in because finally somebody heard that they were playing music <laughs> next door. And Jack Black just continues, he just like teaches math through a guitar. Um, I don't and know. Not why well she- either. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know why she didn't just, you know, like come in on the first couple of days and evaluate him if he's going to be a long-term sub. Um, yeah, that that didn't really make sense to me just because, um, I don't know, growing up, that was always happening in my classrooms. And like, I don't know. But yeah, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think in recent years, they've taken like administrator, administrator evaluations a lot more seriously and they're a lot more present in classrooms. This was set in the early 2000s, so I guess we can take that into account. But this is like a prestigious, you know, private school. They pay 15000 They right. pay more than we did per year to go to Purdue. <laughs> to go to college. To, to go to this elementary school. So you would think the uh, administrator would have a little bit of uh, a little bit more presence for sure. And, I mean, her first interaction with him is not the best, you know. She definitely is a little uh, sus of this dude. And yet she, like you said, you know, she just lets him do his thing. And it takes oh, he, like three weeks to go in there. He has all the red flags at the beginning. He goes, you know, what time is lunch? Uh, <laughs> you know, what, what time do we get out? Can I leave early? <laughs> like, those are all clear signs. This guy is probably not a good fit for the job. But uh, yeah, she doesn't care. You know, she's, she's all tied up, wound, just wants to get through her job and go home, I guess, which is fair. But I think she would care a little bit more because that's basically her entire character. Um, but yeah. What what do you think about Jack Buck's fits in this movie? You see this like dude clothes? in the bow tie, <laughs> shirt untucked, the, the tweed jacket. I actually thought he looked all right. Um, he, he would look like a kind of, you know, nutty, weird teacher that I would have. Um, I was kind of surprised he shaved because he had that long beard at the beginning and then he walks into the school all clean shaven. I thought he'd just go into it, you know, screw it. You know, I looked dumb enough already. I might as well just go in it. Um, yeah, I, I respect the fit. I respect the bow tie, you know, the jacket. Good good look. There was definitely some effort put in. The man had a lot of different bow ties. So shout out to him. <laughs> you got any more dumb parts? I got a, I got one more. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't have any okay. more. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think the ballsiest move of the movie is Jack Black um, sneaking the kids out to audition uh, for, you know, the battle of the bands or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Obviously, they have security detail, and some kids did stay behind to, like, fool the teacher and stuff. But to, like, basically just kidnap these kids out of school <laughs> and take, take them to a rock audition, probably not a great idea. Also, Freddie then just, like, gets picked up and goes hang hangs out with some guys in their van guys in the van getting stoned yeah i thought for a second it was gonna take a dark turn um i thought that part probably could have just been left out of the movie and it wouldn't really mattered it was sort of it was just sort of to show like jack Flag really cares about these kids which is a good thing to show but i i just thought it was weird to include the movie but um yeah he's definitely got some stones on him to you know just round up like 15 kids in his uh, van and you know hike them to a rock 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 audition but uh yeah that's I actually, my dumbest part i actually have another thing now that mm-hmm. you brought that up 
um, that I had forgotten I wanted to mention. This is happening all like on weekdays during the day, which is very yeah. strange. Like, why is the Battle of the Bands audition on like a Tuesday afternoon? And then why is the competition on a school day <laughs> in the middle of the day and it's packed? Like, nobody has jobs nobody's doing anything else they're they're going to see this battle of the bands competition very strange marketing choice that is true i think the battle of bands actually at night though because it was it was parent night and they all left yeah but it was parent night i think it's the next day that they come and get him in the bus remember oh yeah you're right is it is during the day yeah that is weird it's like maybe it's a saturday but why would they have like a field trip planned on a saturday it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah, it was definitely a school day. Yeah, that's very strange. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Battle of Bands, get your schedule together, dude. Nobody's coming to see this I shit mean, on that Thursday during the day. But it was packed, so it was I guess very packed. Too, maybe sure. they know maybe they know their audience. I don't know. <laughs> they got good advertising, I guess, but yeah, fair enough. Clearly. And it really seemed like there was only two bands performing. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can believe there might be others, but I mean, we didn't see it if there were, but yeah. Yeah, it was a little strange. <laughs> they, they couldn't even make the cut, and there was only one other band performing, so it's kind of sus. Yeah. All right, uh, now we're going to move on to a new category. Uh, we're just we're calling this our favorite scene. She is very gorgeous to me! Um, I think the thing about this movie is it is very quotable. There's some great moments, especially from Jack Black. Um, some <laughs> of the speeches he gives are great. Um, so I'll go ahead and I, I got three nominations and maybe we can come together and you probably have some and maybe we can pick a collective favorite scene for us. But uh, first of all, my favorite scene is is when he first teaches the kids about the man. Uh, he he tears down the poster with the gold stars on it and he's like, the man, the man killed the ozone. They grabbed Shamu and they put him in a fish tank. And I just love that speech because these kids are absolutely be- bewildered. They're like, what is this guy talking about? He just started. Um, and, and I really love the scene, the performance from Jack Black. I, I think it's some top-notch stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, I had an honorable mention. Um, it was it was more of a smaller scene, but the car jam scene with um, the immigrant song where he's going, ah! I really like that. Sort of just all the kids in the back just jamming as well. I think it's just sort of like um, that's the best time to like jam with your friends in, in, in a situation, just like in the car and blast it. Um, but yeah, actually, my uh, favorite scene was also Jack Black <laughs> giving the man speech to everyone. <laughs> I love how, you know, it's like the first day, dude, and he just comes in, like you said, rip stars down and basically just say, you know, screw the man. The man ruined my life. Don't have any dreams because none of them will come true. He's telling this to a bunch of little kids. I loved it. Yeah, the Shamu bit also stuck out to me. Um, I think that's just Jack Black at his best. You know, I'm sure he had, I'm sure some of that was scripted, but I'm sure a couple of it was just like off the rift. Obviously, it's Jack Black, so he's going to do what he wants. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just pure comedy, I think. Just Jack Black yelling at little kids who are just like sitting there in a daze. I think that's hilarious. So yeah, yeah. I back that as, as his favorite scene yeah and then he's also like like uh there used to be a way to stick it to the man it was called rock and roll but then mtv had to ruin that <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah screw him screw him mtv dude bunch yeah. of breaks um my my other uh main one that i had is th- the scene where they actually then stick it to the man and uh when when they're telling him off he's like you know insult me insult me <laughs> um 
you're fat and you have body odor. Great diss. <laughs> That's um, from Lawrence. Yeah, that was tough one. But then the the best one right at the end, he's like, "Okay, we're done with this. You're tacky, and I hate you." Uh, just absolutely iconic. Uh, I don't even remember what that kid, Fancy Pants. I don't remember what his name is in the sh- in the movie. The, the the token gay kid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, remember. yeah. The the fashion designer child. But <laughs> I I enjoy that scene a lot where where they're just insulting Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, the kids in Jack Black. I think just like their chemistry. I think is the best part of this movie. Yeah, that, any that, any yeah. interaction is great. And then Absolutely. I love the final performance is also pretty That's pretty awesome. Feel- that's what I figured you're gonna pick, so I didn't pick it. But yeah, that's that's obviously great, iconic. I think I think we can agree that uh, the 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 initial stick uh, the initial speech about the man is is probably the best scene in this movie, though. Oh yeah, easily easily my pick. What you want to learn something? Yes, I do. What you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? All right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon. And he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. Okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome. Because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up. Oh, Mr. Schneebly, it's after 10 on Tuesdays. The children have music class now. Right, okay. Uh, good work, people. We will continue with our lecture on the man when we return. Have a good music class. All right, let's move on to who can act. Wow. You want to get us started here, Cody? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, like we were saying earlier, I mean, Jack, this is Jack Black's movie. He's so committed. He's so charismatic. I think he's irreplaceable in this role. Um, if he wasn't like so goofy and just like being himself, I'd I'd be saying why didn't he get an Oscar nom? Um, just because I mean this is the perfect movie for him. I think obviously he's very talented musically, and like you said, he is a big fan of rock and roll. Um, obviously, I think he's the best in this movie. Um, so I'm gonna stop talking about it. I do have some other you know, kid picks. I also really like, uh, I love Zach in this movie. I don't even know his character. I mean, uh, the uh, actor's name. I didn't look up any of the kids actors names. So you might have to inform me on all of them. Joey um, Gatos Jr. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think he's just a subtle badass. Obviously he's, he's an animal with a guitar and he had like, I think the classic kids movie trope of, you know, my, my dad's a dick and he won't let me do what I want. And I think he actually pulled that off decently. Um, it's not great, obviously, but you just have to have it in these sort of movies. And he got stuck with it. And I actually think he did all right with it. So, yeah, I thought he was good. Also, obviously, um, cool kid Lawrence, cool kid Larry, uh, just so lovable. He just wants to be cool, man. He's, he's an outsider. He loves piano. He shreds on the piano. And, um, yeah, I thought his performance was actually really funny as well. So, yeah, those are my, those are my picks for best. best acting. 
Yeah, Lawrence is great. Uh, there's, there's a, I guess there was a moment where uh, Richard Linklater directed this movie, and he he went up to Richard Linklater, and he like basically said the same thing that his character says in the movie, where he's like, "I'm not cool enough to be in this. Like, you should like." He's trying to talk Linklater out of using him in the movie and trying to get someone else casted because he just didn't feel like he was right, and like that's the reason he's right for that role is because he you know felt that on like a deep level of like not being cool enough and you know not being the right fit for what they were trying to do which i think is awesome uh obviously i wrote down jack black as well i think we could talk for for ages about you know why he's so great obviously he's a real rock star he has his own band tenacious d that you know does something very similar where they they meld you know rock and roll music with also having a sense of humor uh which you know is he is perfect for this role no doubt about it and you know i can't see this movie with anybody else in it uh in terms of the kids actors i my personal favorite is marina cosgrove uh obviously you're not a fan in this movie but the thing is you know something was seen in miranda cosgrove in this performance because she would you know go on to be you know a child star drake and josh iCarly, um iCarly reboot on tv right now on paramount plus the same place where you can find school of rock uh i i think miranda cosgrove is pretty good in this you know she actually can sing and she had to like take lessons to sound terrible when she does her little singing performance <laughs> uh she had to purposely sound bad which was pretty good um i think her character her character sucks like she's the worst but uh I, I like the way she plays it up is uh, groupies sleep with the band. I don't want to be a groupie. And he's like, makes her the band manager. And I, I personally think she is, she's my favorite child actor in this movie. That's funny. I didn't know um, <laughs> she, she could actually sing. That's weird. Actually. She is good for the role she's in. Um, you, yeah, know, obviously you know, Miranda Cosgrove in the early two thousands <laughs> had a couple songs come out when she was a, a Nickelodeon star. Yeah, yeah, it's the Disney Channel or whatever. Though she like, sings the iCarly theme song. Yeah, anybody can sing when you got out of tune. Though I, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot about that. Probably just wiped it from my mind. Um, but yeah, she's. Don't right. wake up the members of your nation. It's your time to be. Does she sing that? I don't even know. What's yeah, the iCarly? I'm theme uncultured. Song. Oh, I never watched iCarly. Wow. <laughs> yeah tough those are your picks do you those have any my, more those are my two picks uh let's let's move on to can't yeah, act oh sorry I'll bounce it. yeah no no i was gonna bounce it. i can't act uh because my first pick is actually uh sadly miranda cosgrove mm. you know i hate to do it to her i know she's this massive star now you know got all the disney channel oh no it was she wasn't on the disney channel I nickelodeon she's on nickelodeon yeah she's on drake and josh and uh iCarly but, you know, she hasn't been on much since. Um, and, you know, there might be a reason for that. <laughs> uh, she's all right, this movie. Uh, I think the 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 scene that stands out to me is when um, it's the day after she gets assigned her role and she's not happy to be in groupie. And Jack Black's pulling up in his van and she's just, like, standing by the tree with this dumb, this stupid fucking face. It pisses me off. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't know. It, it's It's considered acting, but... She just has the dumbest face I've ever seen in my life. And it just pissed me off. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick her for that. Also, the principal's performance is interesting. Joan I believe it's, yeah, it's John Cusack's sister, which I didn't even know he had one. She's probably in a bunch of stuff because her name's Cusack. Um, yeah, her, her performance is a little weird to me. She's all right. Um, I feel like she just plays the 
unhinged thing, maybe a little bit too much. She's just crazy. I, I don't believe that she's actually in charge of this principal. I mean, uh, this school at times, she's the principal. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think anybody's actually bad in this movie. I, I also had uh, the drummer kid down as, as an honorable mention. But, you know, since he's passed away, I won't I won't talk to you about him. <laughs> he's, he's not bad in this movie at all. I just it, it's hard to, you know, pick flaws in the acting. But, yeah, I think Joan Cusack is, is probably the worst. Miranda Cosgrove's like 10, so she gets a pass. Um, but, yeah, those are my picks. What do you think? Yeah, I, I will say real quickly, uh, Miranda Cosgrove was actually the uh, the youngest child actor at the time of this being filmed. So shout out to her. Um, you know, with with Joan Cusack, I don't I don't know maybe she's trying to do it on purpose because there's like moments where you're like is this lady like actually like a terrible principal or like is she good like I think she's trying to play that up a little bit where like it's understandable why maybe Jack Black could get away with he's doing because like legitimately she's not that great of an educator she's not that great with kids we have the moment where she's like yelling at the little kid who's crying (laughs) and she's like trying to comfort her but it's just really bad um so maybe it's maybe it's a little intentional so i don't know i'll give her a pass for what she's potentially trying to do there um i I completely i completely forgot about that moment honestly that's that kind of just sticks out as just strange like it's forced it's supposed to set up she's not good with kids but then it never really goes anywhere that's a good point i i I forgot about that entirely yeah it's it's weird i i don't know it's she's a complex and confusing character and person in this movie uh for me uh surprisingly enough your boy zach (laughs) joey joey gados jr is is on my list for who can't act uh i don't i don't personally think uh the stuff with his dad is is that great particularly the scene like when he that next day when he's like all sad and depressed and like jack black's trying to make him feel better or whatever like i think that's awful uh he's just like sitting there with in my opinion a, a dumb look on his face where he's just like wham 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 my life sucks and yeah, he has like that gloomy look on his face <laughs> i know what you're talking about it, that, that, that the thing about it is it's hard to pull off and he does it better than a lot of other kids in, in other movies i think uh but yeah that that face is also true this, this movie is just bad faces from kids that miranda cosgrove face and, and that face yeah definitely stick out as like what is that but yeah that's yeah. funny <laughs> I think one thing is they probably chose people who could play music. Like they definitely chose people who could play music for real first and foremost. And if they could, you know, have somewhat semblance of an acting, you know, skill, then that's just a plus. But at the end of the day, these kids can actually play music. And and that's what's amazing about their uh, performances. And then uh, I do have uh, one other person who I who I don't think is very good in this movie, and it it's it's Mike White who plays the real Ned Schneebly. <laughs> um, I personally do not find him to be very good in this movie. Obviously, he's just playing a pushover who's you know getting pushed over, pushed around by every person in his life: Jack Black, Sarah Silverman, you know, all of them. But <sighs> there's just a couple. Li- he's like. Uh, maybe rock and roll isn't that great anymore. <laughs> that's that's not a direct quote, but he's he's just like, uh, give up on your dreams, and I just think it's really bad personally. Do you have a different opinion? You made a bit of a face there. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. Um, 
I just like Mike White as a person, so I didn't want to, you know, shred him. But yeah, you're definitely right. I knew you were going to come after him, so I, I just laid off a little bit. Yeah, I, his I lines, like him in some other things. Strange. But... His his lines are just weird to me because he wrote them for himself, and <laughs> it just comes off like he can't act at all. Um, yeah, also his character is just not likable, so that doesn't help. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. He he is probably the worst, but uh, you know, I I like him. I he, I have some IMDb trivia about him. I don't even know if you know about it. Um, so I'll keep my cards close to the vest. I guess you don't. Yeah, that's good. It's gonna be fun. Interesting. All right. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I was going to say, and maybe I should save it, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say it, is just, like, the Don't reason play. that the movie was written was that, like, he he moved in, or he, like, lived next to Jack Black, and Jack Black used to, like, run around the halls naked listening to rock music, <laughs> and that kind of inspired this this character in this movie to be written, but he doesn't even like rock and roll music, apparently, that much. <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting, actually, because he wrote he wrote that he wrote Zach's song too, didn't he? That's interesting. Uh, I would yeah, he doesn't even so. like rock music, and <laughs> yeah. he wrote the movie. That's funny. Come on, Mike White, create a classic of a thing you don't even like. It's kind of weird. Before we move on to our next category, we're going to take a quick ad break, and we'll see you after a word from our sponsor. And we're back from our ad break. Uh, you know, we just talked about who can and can't act. So now we're going to move on to a category uh, that I like to call the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. We're going to either pick a new director or pick a new actor to play a different part or, you know, hell, maybe pick a new editor, Cody. Let's let's see what you have in store. What, what's your recast here? I want to pick a new visual effects guy, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I have two. So uh, I'll start off with my one and then I'll, I'll bounce back to you. Uh, my first one. Uh, you know, my theme in this is normally, you know, just take out who who I hate the most in this movie, but I don't really hate anybody that much. So my strategy after that is, you know, just go after somebody who's really random. Um, so I'm I'm getting rid of Zach's dad. You know, you know, I'm sure he's a nobody. I want somebody, you know, who we just know, so that role is not just like, oh, it's another, you know, dumb, oh, dick dad in the movie. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick Joe Pesci up. You know, <laughs> he he was big. You know, in the uh, the late 90s you know whatever uh what are those movies called naked gun no uh what's that, what are those movies called with mel gibson he was in those and danny Glover. actually believe it or not it's in a lot of different things you know uh, what movie i'm talking about no mel gibson and danny glover the the buddy cop movie oh come on you're talking about guy. goodfellas no you dumbass all right well, people know what I'm talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Raging Bull, The Irishman, My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> all great no. movies that uh, good. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci, you know, is just a great actor, I think. And he can do the over-the-top thing. I'm thinking, you know, a classic Home Alone, uh, you know, uh, performance here would really phone it in and really just give what this movie needs because it just needs a dick dad. And all we get from Zach's dad is... Are you talking about Lethal Weapon? Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. He's in like three and four of that. And that yeah. was like probably late nineties. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's it's the perfect time period I think for him where he's just emerging into that comedic role more because Home Alone was well that was probably like early nineties, but I think eighties he was more like a serious mobster guy and then nineties he became this you know sort of slapstick comedy guy and I think that works perfectly for Zach's dad. So yeah, long explanation there. But what, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, funny enough, looking at Joe Pesci's acting credits. His last movie 
Well, he, he acted in Lethal Weapon 4 in 1998 and then did not act again for eight years into 2006. So, you know, his schedule was definitely open. He was available. Every time, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he did Home Alone 1 and 2 in, in 90 and 92. Um, definitely proven that he can, you know, work with some kids, I guess, and be That's a dick. Awesome. But, uh, you know, he, his schedule's open. Why not? Why not put Joe Pesci as Zach's dad, you know? Hell yeah. I think he would maybe, you know, need a few more lines if that was going to happen, but... We all wanted more of Zach's dad anyway, right? Exactly. Yeah. Obviously. Like, you'll do your rock music after <laughs> you'll play your music your after your homework and your chores and no more rock. Only what Miss Whatever assigns. So, okay. All right, here, here's your Go time. Pessy. Uh I, I do only actually have one pick for this and I'll admit in the past I haven't been very good at these and I struggled with picking someone in this movie because you know I feel I feel so attached to this cast as a whole and sure. you know even even the worst performances I, I wouldn't want to change so I figure you know what I'll, Richard Linklater iconic director done a lot of great work uh, but I'm I'm gonna imagine if this movie was to be made today I'm gonna <laughs> no pick chance. you're getting rid of Linklater <laughs> I'm gonna pick uh, Damien Chazelle are you familiar with with who that is. Yeah, that's La La Land, right? Yeah, so Whiplash and La La Land. Yeah, Whiplash, yeah. Clearly proven that he can uh, he can direct music really well, um, and I think that's I think that's something that's super important for being able to do a movie of this caliber. Obviously, Damien Chazelle, Chazelle, much more interested in jazz Chazelle. music than than rock and roll. But hell, you know, Mike White wasn't really interested in rock and roll music either. So I think bring him in, and I I, th- I think it makes the performances and the uh, the, the way that he shoots music being played um, and then the editing on top of that, bring in the La La Land or Whiplash editors as well. Um, I think it just makes the music so much more interesting. Like, I don't give a crap about jazz, but those movies are, are really well shot and are really interesting. So uh, I think it steps up the, the, the rock and roll aspect and the music aspect of these movies a lot. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting choice. Um Obviously, he does know how to direct music. I mean, those two pictures you named, Whiplash and, and La La Land, very highly acclaimed movies, and both revolve around music. Um, I'd say, you know, if you are going to replace Linklater, it's probably the best pick you can come up with. Uh, I just think Linklater is probably the perfect guy for this movie. Um, I would say also he's probably irreplaceable. Uh, yeah, you kind of won me over with your argument, so fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have a second pick. And it's a doozy, so so buckle yourself up here. Um, okay. You know what, dude? We got Joe Pesci. Let's just make it a Home Alone reunion. <laughs> I don't even know the actor's name. Give me Marv from Home Alone. We got the Wet Bandits back together. Uh, you know, I'll just throw him in anywhere. You play Lawrence's in... dad? <laughs> nah, no, nah, he's he's no dad. We're gonna put him instead of Spider, the guy. His who name is Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, yeah, good guy. I should have known that. Um, but yeah, instead of Spider, the guy that uh, they replaced Jack Black with, I want it to be just the same exact character from Home Alone, just Marv. Marv's come in and he's jamming. He's got he's got his guitar and he just tells Jack Black to get the hell out of here, or the Wet Bandits are coming for you. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, basically, I just want more Home Alone. Uh, what, what do you think about Marv? Uh, honestly. Like it's been a minute since I've seen Home Alone. Like I, I recognize what? Joe Pesci, but this guy, I, I have no opinion on. So, I'm, I'm looking at his other acting wow. credits. Uh, he probably doesn't have any. Home, Home Alone one and one and two are like his two main things. So, 
you're disrespected on Home Alone right now. Also, he's in City Slickers, apparently. So. Oh yeah, yes, I actually have seen that. Nineties too. He's in Wonder Years for a few years. He's the narrator, apparently. So. The nineties were his exactly. his moment, but he's got a good voice. He'll fit in he'll fit in for Spider in that van. Beautiful. I, I think I'm two for two on the picture. Only if he wears the same outfit as Spider and has oh, the same does. tattoos. Then 100%. I'm then I'm down for it. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah. All right, so now we're gonna move on to uh another new category here. I like to call it Welcome to the Academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture. Uh, in this category, uh, we're kind of just doing whatever we want, to be entirely honest. We are now the Academy, uh, the Academy of Motion Sciences and Pictures or what, whatever it's officially called. Why are you saying Academy? Academy. <laughs> Say it again. Say it. Academy. There you go. That's uh, how you it. Okay, well, we are now the Academy. Uh, we get to make the Oscars, whatever we want them to be. So we're going to go back to 2002, 2001, whatever. I guess it'd be the two. This movie came out in 2003, so it'd maybe be the 2004 Oscars. Not sure the exact release date, but we're going back to then. Uh, we are gonna, you know, give this movie some awards because I think every movie deserves some awards. Um, so we might make some up. We might just, you know, give some out. Uh, I'll get us started with our first one. Go for it. Uh, best original song. That's an Oscar. It's a weird Oscar that exists, but it does exist. I don't know if it existed back then. Uh, I don't know when they added it, but Zach's song at the end, I think, is definitely deserving of uh, best original song. Give it the Oscar. What do you got? Yeah, no, I actually had the exact same pick. Uh, best original song. I mean, Zach's song, great song. Um, I feel like if there was a category for best original song, you know, back in 04 or whatever. There was. It's been going since 1934. I, I, I looked it up while you were talking. Okay, what, was this nominated for it or no? I, I'm guessing not, like... I don't How know. in the hell is that possible? That's very strange. Maybe the Academy just didn't take this movie seriously, which is an abomination because it, it should have been nominated and it should have won it pretty easily, I would guess. Obviously, I don't know, you know, all the original songs in 03, but I guess they're not great. Well, you know, Accidentally in Love from Shrek 2 was nominated in 2004, so. Well, that's a good song, but I mean, I'd take <laughs> this one over it. <laughs> no offense to Shrek 2 lovers. Um, but yeah, also, um, I think Richard Linklater, your boy, I think he should have been nominated for Best Director, if I'm being blatantly honest. Obviously, that's a very, very tough category to get into. And back then, I think they had less nominees. Um, but, you know, I think without Linklater, this movie's an absolute mess. Um, you have to have, you know, the special ability to, you know, hone in Jack Black, but also just let him do his thing at times. And I think Linklater does, you know, the perfect mix of that. It's also um, just the, the kids. Um great performances all around i think and yeah like you said i think they were brought in more as musicians than actors and i didn't think anybody was glaringly awful in this movie um so yeah props to link later for that and i mean just the whole the whole style of the movie is obviously his style i haven't seen a ton of his stuff you know my phone's going off that's nice i haven't seen a ton of his stuff um but just his stylistic you know vision of presenting this music it's actually pretty interesting um, so yeah, I, I'm actually going to stick with, you know, real categories for this movie and I'd nominate, you know, Linklater for, for best director. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I like that. I think, I think Linklater is obviously, you know, well appreciated. He did Boyhood, which is a, a pretty re- well acclaimed and recognized movie, you know, by the Academy, um, and, you know, by critics at large. 
it, it is strange that, you know, a, a director of that caliber, I don't know, you know, prior to 03, if he necessarily was, you know, as well respected, but, you know, good director, you know, pretty good acting cast, you know, um, it, di- it didn't receive any love. And I guess it was just, you know, a, a kid's movie about making music. But, you know, I think this movie is actually pretty good. And um, I, I agree with that. I'm, f- I'm fine with that. You know, give, give it to Linklater. Who deserves it more? You know, that's kind of true. This was, this was probably like more early on in his career, though. And he's not as established as he is now. I, I only know him as he is now. Obviously, Boyhood was, you know, a massive critical hit. Um, so, yeah, that does kind of make sense. Maybe this was his movie where, like, the Academy's like, hey, this was good. Maybe maybe next time we'll pitch up. But, yeah. I mean, he did the, the before trilogy in the first movie of that was you know 1995 and then i haven't seen any else ethan hawk he's a big ethan hawk guy <laughs> yeah they, i mean he definitely directed movies in the 80s and 90s prior to this so i don't know i don't know either i was very, alive back then, so. tell you what i was barely alive in 2003 so i wasn't i got one other uh one other pick for my oscar mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making a new oscar for my girl sarah mm-hmm. silverman gotta respect sarah silverman uh other great performances include uh the save that money Lil dicky music video and yes, I, that's actually funny yeah. that's it i think that's all i got <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else sarah silverman's in but i appreciate music video though. i appreciate her. <laughs> uh but i'm gonna give her the most hateable performance that's actually a good person <laughs> that's that's name of it and uh, she's probably the only winner, and she's probably the only nominee. But here's the thing about her character. Actually, you know, like, kind of a, a good per. You know, she, she's being a little bit of a, a jerk to Ned, sure, and, you know, hates Dewey. But she's got her life together. She's She wants the best for Ned. She, she you know, Dewey's leeching. He's, he's not paying his rent money. She's a hater, whatever. But even though, you know, on the surface level, the things she, are say- she is saying is good. Sarah Silverman just makes you hate this character. <laughs> she is the villain. Like, there's there's nothing about her. Like, she is absolutely hateable. You know, you you said you had some unkind words earlier in the podcast for her. Uh, and, and I agree with that. I, th- I think the way she plays it is just, you know, listen, I'm saying the right things, but I'm saying it in the wrong way. I think you're right there, honestly. Uh, more and more you think about it, you know, Jack Black's a criminal in this movie. And yes, Sarah Silverman is just being a dutiful citizen. She's just reporting crimes. Exactly. So I feel like you know the one thing that in this movie you'd say you hate the most about her. You're like, dude, she she called the cops on him. Like, what the hell is that about? I mean, he did steal. There was a creepy man so, hanging out uh, with children. He touched yeah. them, and they touched him. So. <laughs> yeah, that was also weird. I don't know why he said that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Sarah Silverman, I take it back. All right, you're not a bitch. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> That was the gist of what I was saying. <laughs> Brilliant All stuff. Right. All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to a category that's, you know, maybe been revamped a little bit. Previously, we had our IMDb trivia category. Now we're actually going to play a little bit of trivia back and forth with each other. Naked grandma! Naked, huh? Uh, I only have one question. I don't know if you have more than that, but I, I got a question for you. And uh, we'll I have, see. I have a couple. Okay. I, I actually have three. Yeah, let, let me start here. Uh, go I got first. a couple, you know, I think they're pretty easy. We'll see how well I know this movie. movie. So I went all yeah, out. we'll see if I know. Yeah, exactly. So the first two, you know, they're not that hard, but um, we'll see how you do. Okay. 
So yeah, so this um, this this new category, we're basically just picking you know weird or obscure details from the movie and asking each other like multiple choice questions about them, uh, sort of you know just a fun trivia game in between all of this. Um, so yeah, my first question is, uh, how much was the completion? How much I I can't I uh, typed this wrong. I'm sorry. How much was the competition prize for the Battle of the Bands at the end? And do you want multiple choice? Because this is a easy. Uh, I believe it's twenty thousand dollars. Correct. I believe that's actually wrong. I believe it was twenty five thousand dollars. Was it twenty five? Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. I don't know. I listen, man. I knew it had twenty. It was a lot of cheddar for. <laughs> Might need to research check that one. I I freeballed that one. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> second one I did look up, and it is how many kids uh were in the class that Jack Black taught. This is a thinker. Okay, let me. Let me uh, go th- go through all of them. Okay, so we've got the the bass, the guitar, piano, drummer. So we've got them. We've got so that's four, and then there's three backup singers. So that's seven. Uh, we got Megan or Miranda Cosgrove. She's not Megan, but she plays Megan. Um, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan. Drake and Josh. She's the band manager. So that's six. Uh, we've got. The two dudes on security, eight. The two groupies, ten. Fancy pants designer, eleven. And then we've got the technical kid, the roadies, and I think there might be two of them. So thirteen. Uh is that everyone? I think that's. It. I'm gonna go say thirteen. Uh, you want multiple choice? Yeah, give me multiple choice. It's, it's gonna uh, be like multiple choice uh, answers are fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen. <laughs> okay, so I, I I'm missing somebody somewhere along the way. Somebody. So I'm just gonna say fourteen to to. No, fifteen. Fifteen. All right. <laughs> tough. Hey, that, that was a tough question. To be fair. Dang, I don't know who I'm not thinking of. But uh, I bet you I can spell it out. All right, we got. Uh, do we really want to go through this, actually? No, I don't know. Let's just... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Let's hear your question. I have another one as well. Just fun, but yeah. All right. This one's, this one's pretty easy. I do have multiple choice if you need it, but I feel like you won't. All right. So Jack Black, he, he, he brings in all the instruments for the kids to play. He gives a guitar to Zach, and he, he strums along a, a few different songs. What is the first song that he teaches Zach how to play? An iconic piece of uh, rock sure and roll history. It's um, uh, maybe that's not the first one. I know one that he plays is uh, "I Am Iron Man" or whatever that song is. I think there's one before it though. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> All right, do you have multiple choice? I want to hear. Yeah, I, I have multiple choice. First uh, option A, "Back in Black" by AC/DC. Mm-hmm. B, "Iron Man" by Black Sabbath. Or C, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Oh, I actually think it's Immigrant Song. No, I know it's not. Maybe it is, though. Because when he teaches them first, they do Everybody Has a Part. Maybe not, actually. I'm going to go with Immigrant Song. I think that's right. Uh, you should have tested your gut right off the bat. Because it was, in Fog, fact, Iron, a... Iron Man oh by Black Sabbath. Oh, my God, dude. Wow, that's tough. I had it. 
I threw it away. I clearly remember him playing that on guitar. Yeah, yep, that's that, the that's the first one. He does All two right. more, but uh, I'm not even sure what they are to be honest. But all right, what's your last question? Hit me with it. Is it supposed oh, to be I hard? Should, I should have gone for it. That's tough. Yeah, this one's pretty difficult. Um, say, so remember the scene where Jack Black is actually teaching um, about history, and he has that massive diagram of like all the rock and roll bands and all the different categories they fit in. <laughs> I could have gone more specific, but I just went more, um, you know, broad. So yeah, the question is, how many different categories of rock were listed on that board? We have twenty-five. 26 or 27 <laughs> there's really no way to go about this this is just a straight guess <laughs> did you count did you sit there I and did. count i did i i looked up on google it was just uh the blackboard and i counted them all out you know funny enough the school of rock uh imdb page says that the prize money is ten thousand dollars which i know that's not right that's but not right. i think it's twenty thousand but whatever I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm going to say 26. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have a correct answer <laughs> on the new trivia game. And you, I, can't, I, can't, I can't name a single one, to be entirely honest with you. Uh, There's like country, new age. Yeah. Was grunge on there? Palm, pump rock, yeah. Not palm, punk, yeah. Punk, grunge, lots of stuff. Wow, look at that. Okay, so not a boy. I'm proud you, of you. you were 0 for 1, and I was 1 for 3 on... Uh, there you go. One of my favorite movies, so that's oh, and tough. So did, did this replace the IMDb as well, or are we still doing that? No, I, I would say this replaced it. But if you if you have some oh, really? fun facts you want to give, go ahead. I do Hit. have uh, I, I uh, whatever talked about Mike White earlier, and yeah, I guess you didn't know this, but he was actually on a season of Survivor. Did you as, know that? Like just like a, a participant? Yes. Like a regular season actually- or? Yes, a regular season. The season was called David versus Goliath, and he was on the Goliath tribe because he was like big in Hollywood. I didn't even know who he was um, before that season, so I was like, "Who's this idiot from Hollywood?" Um, but yeah, he actually ended up getting second place the entire season, and only lost by like a few votes. It was close. Um, he also only lost because um, this Goliath guy was the only one left, and he won like three challenges in a row. So he kind of got ripped off. He kinda, he actually played a really good game. Um, he also was like. I don't even know, 70 at the time, 75, and he actually won an immunity challenge. Um, so that's why I didn't want to gripe on him too hard because, you know, he's a big fan of Survivor. He actually did really well for, you know, being an old-ass man. And, um, yeah, that's actually funny you didn't know that. I thought you knew for sure Mike White was on Survivor. 70? Yeah, he's not, guy. What are you talking about? He's 70. How old is he? How he's only he now? 51 now. He's 51? Yes. Are you serious? Well, he I was on Survivor. I don't, I don't know how old you are. <laughs> He looks older than he is, which is fair. He's got a stressful job. But hey, he's 50. Doesn't that make sense? Sort of. He looks like he's like 30 in this movie. I would figure he's like 60-something. You're telling me when this movie came out, that dude was like 20? He would have been 30. It came out in 2000. He was born in 1970. Oh, you're right. I'm doing bad math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, okay. Disclaimer's age. He was on Survivor, and he actually did pretty well. So that's cool. Yeah. My boy Mike White, respect. Good guy. He was on season, what? Like 37. So somewhat Goliath. somewhat really recently. Very recently, yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> but you didn't know him. In... Okay. Yeah. I did not know him at all, yeah. Any other fun facts about this uh, movie you got for us? That's... No, mostly mostly my uh, trivia is, uh, you know, 
towards Survivor most times. So, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the viewers know, but Cody is the biggest Survivor fan in the whole world. So I don't know about that, but, you know, it's just a good show. Who doesn't like good shows, you know? Huge, huge fan right here. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next category, which is also a new category for the season. Uh, I don't have a catchy name for it, so we're just going to call it our, our pitch sesh. We're going we're gonna to come up, you know, see if we have any, throw some ideas off each other, and uh, maybe they'll get made in Hollywood uh, for something in the School of Rock universe. Could be a sequel, a prequel, a miniseries, a remake, you know, whatever. What are you, what are you thinking, Cody? Yeah, so I think the obvious pick for this is just a straight sequel. Um, so that's what I went with. I, I tried to think of a little bit, maybe a spinoff series, but none of the characters were that interesting where I would just want to see them on their own. Um, and yeah, my rule for this category for myself is if you're going to make a sequel, somebody has to die. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, I was just talking about uh, Mike White. Uh, sorry, buddy. Ned, Ned's gone. You're not very good in this. And yeah, you're gone. Um so yeah, I have actually I have a pretty big spiel here. Um, so yeah, hold your hold your horses. Um, but yeah, basically Ned's dead, and basically I mean it's what it's what twenty years later, later like you said, everybody's gotten old, every, and uh, the band's been broken up for like ten years. So you know everyone's just having all these life problems because they're all like twenty something now. They're gonna be having a lot of shit going on. Uh, so yeah, I said Zach, he's going on to a bigger band because that dude's a badass and he's never leaving the scene. Uh, well, well, I'll, I'll just cut out the drummer kid because R.I.P. Sorry about that. And yeah, the singer girls are backups for like Beyonce now. Um, who's MC? Oh, uh, Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove just got canned by a presidential candidate because you know she messed up one of his speeches, like a typo or something. Also, I I thought you were gonna talk about um in IMDb trivia. I think a couple of the kids are married in the cast or something, right? I saw that on Twitter. No idea. Be honest. Wow, that's embarrassing. I, I do. I do have. Here. I do have a lot of information about the drummer because I've seen them on TikTok. Or not the drummer. Uh, sorry, the bassist, which also talked about the drummer passing away, which is very sad. But continue with your spiel. Yeah. Anyways, uh, those kids can be married in this movie or whatever. Just be like the normal happy couple who you know just moved to the suburbs or whatever. Um. But yeah. The point is Ned dies and Jack Black's got to get the band back together after the funeral. You know, all the kids come back in. It's really sad. Blah blah blah. That's like the first ten minutes. Uh, yeah, rip Ned. But um, it's just like a fun romp to get you know their band back into relevancy. They they made it big. Um, you know, they had their ups, but then they had their big downs, and so they got to start back in the downwise. So they just start playing gigs in like small town concerts, and then the climax of the movie is they um they work their way up to playing at Coachella. And there's a really heartfelt moment uh, before where, you know, they dedicate it to Ned and then they just rock their asses off and it, it's just sick. But yeah, I, I, I want to bring everybody back, bring back Link later, bring back Jack Black, obviously. And I think it'd actually be really interesting to see like all the kids growing up now. I'm surprised that like um, it's not more in the works than it, it you know, is thought of. So I think it'd actually be really good. Um, but yeah, that's my long, long question. Pitch. What do you question. think about that? Yeah. Is, is Sarah Silverman back? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, she can be at the funeral. Actually, she could, um, hmm, we could get a big role for her if you want. She could, like, turn into... What know, if she becomes a rock star? Like, she's actually, like, she's cool now. 
she could go on the drums, honestly, because they needed a replacement. That'd be cool, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's at the funeral, and her and Jack Black are like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I thought we used to hate each other. And then they just become pals, and she joins the band now as a big rocker. I, I think that's great. Get her hair all spiked up like Freddie's mm. was. I'll pay homage to him. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. Yeah. Um. So the the thing is that they actually did like at one point I think a couple of years ago or maybe maybe it's been a really long time I know they did like a reunion concert where they got like everybody back together because um, oh, right. the thing the thing about most of these other than like Miranda Cosgrove the majority of these child actors really didn't like go on to be like serious actors but a lot of them did continue to like make music um, have their own bands um, and things of that sort um, the bassist um, who really doesn't play a very big role. Uh, yeah, she she uh, well actually it is now they she, they use they them pronouns and go by Rivka, uh, but has a little bit of a TikTok following. I've seen some TikToks come up. Um, they've talked a lot about how this movie had kind of a negative impact, led to some drug addiction, some bullying. Uh, there's a lot of sexualization by older men, which was kind of creepy. I guess that happened. Um, so Not surprising in, in early 2000s Hollywood, but yeah. Yeah, they were very, as a whole, I think the cast really loved each other and supported each other and continued to, you know, enjoy what this movie was. But there was definitely some rough times following the movie. Um, did you know that this, uh, there's actually a currently running, I think it's currently running, remake on Nickelodeon of School of Rock. Did you know? A TV show. No, I, I obviously didn't know that. <laughs> yes, there. so funny enough, when I, got on paramount plus on my tv to watch this i could only get the the stupid tv show to come up and i couldn't get the movie i had to go on my phone to get the movie to come up um but yeah there's a, it, three seasons still running i believe yep oh no, no no it went from 2016 to 2018 uh it it looks awful like it looks terrible um I mean, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. but but i mean you know you've, you've got the content and you've got the rights, so you're gonna you're gonna make uh, a movie, or you're gonna make a TV show and revitalize it. Yeah. They also did a School of Rock Broadway show, which I did know that uh, isn't isn't too bad of an idea. I, I could kind of get behind that. You know, there was originally talks about just like making this this movie a pure musical um, rather than just like being a movie with music. I think there could be an argument made that maybe this is still a musical, but. Uh, they they have really leached the the creative possibilities. Uh, they've done two different remakes now, but I, I agree. I think a direct sequel uh, set you know present day twenty well it'd be uh, nineteen years eighteen years later at this point, but maybe for the twentieth reunion, they've got to get back together. Maybe it's their uh, their third grade classes fifteenth reunion or something from elementary school. I don't know. I don't want to see Ned die personally. <laughs> it's fine if he's not in the movie. Somebody but... has to die if it's a sequel, dude. That's well, okay then. The pr- Joan Cusack dies. There we go. Okay, that's what that's brings it back. Their old principal dies. They have to come back. It's a reunion. Um, but they've all quit playing music at this point. So they're oh. they've given up on music. And uh, it's it's Jack Black being back in their lives, seeing him at the funeral. They're like, oh, my God, we got to we got to find, you know, they all have their own issues in their lives. Drug addiction. Uh, maybe some of them are married to to poor husbands or poor wives or, you know, whatever. They've got all they all have their issues. 
maybe one of them's in a dead end job where they they work in an office, you know, recruiting people all day and making phone calls. Some terrible job like that. Uh, something <laughs> like that. That's fucked. <laughs> who who knows what it is? But they all have their issues and they need rock and roll to to get them out of the rut. That's so it. That's, that's, the that's, pitch. that's my pitch. I don't know. <laughs> They've no, already. I, okay. What's, what's also, the climax of the movie. I want a Jack Black prequel where uh, we see Ooh. his his younger days. I like to see that him and Mike White. Uh, they they're like cross dressing and, and playing. Yeah, music. I'd Sex like to see Pistols. That, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. I like that one better than your other one. It was literally the same as yours, but. Okay. <laughs> no, you just insulted me. But all right. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna move on to. Uh, our our final category regarding this movie, our rating out of 69. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? It's my favorite. Um, it seems like you enjoyed this movie quite a bit, so I'm, I'm curious to see where you put it on the scale. Uh, why don't you hit me first? Yeah, no, I, I did enjoy this movie a lot. I think my initial thoughts really spelled it out. I mean, it's a movie about music, and I'm not a mass music guy, but, I mean, who doesn't like music? It's just, I feel like this movie can pretty much relate to anybody um so yeah i'm gonna give it a 60 out of 69 which i think is a very good score for me that is um, like one of your higher scores wow very impressed 60? no it's not uh it's it's probably mid-tier from the movies we've done um uh, just, i believe it's the same rating as like a gone girl i'd actually like to you know bump gone girl down to 59 because <laughs> I, I like this movie more so we were officially going back in time and saying I said 59 for that movie. Okay. Um, or we could just keep it in both of the... I say they're both 60s. There's no change. The, yeah, both of the episode ones of uh, of the season ended up being the same score, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I, I really like this movie. I think this is a great pick from you. And yeah, I, I actually have liked most of the movies you've brought to the table here, honestly. This, Gone Girl, Moonlight, which is a great movie. Uh, all in the 60s for me. So yeah, what, what's your rating though? Yeah, I know you're a big fan of The Last Jedi as well. Um, that was my pick, technically, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was the third episode, so I think it was my turn. But you wanted you wanted to do it really bad. So <laughs> I think we counted it as a, as a pick for you. Um, so, yeah, you gave that a 60. You gave Gone Girl a 60. I'm not gonna, I gave Gone Girl a 55. I'm actually not going to be giving the same score. Um, I'm going to be giving this movie a 57. So still pretty high. Uh, you know, for me, I'm a low scorer. Um, Obviously not the highest movie, but I gave this four and a half stars on Letterboxd. So this is my uh, this is my my fifty seven. It's uh, how yeah. does fifty seven out of sixty nine translate to four and a half stars? It probably doesn't actually, but <laughs> well, the thing is, like five stars isn't necessarily a sixty nine. Like I think Moonlight's a, a five star movie, but it's not a sixty nine. It's a sixty five. Yeah, that's true. So we have a weird scoring system and. I can't think about it's it too much. It's still a good score from you, yeah. I mean, yeah, 57. Not much is higher than 57. I puts, puts it at a 58 and a half, which, you know, probably puts us, a, you know, our fifth favorite movie of the year, maybe our fourth favorite, so, or, and the best of the season, so. Absolutely. I mean, you can't really beat it right now, but fair enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we've said everything we're going to say about School of Rock. We'll we'll end up here talking a little bit about what we what we've been into recently, if we have any recommendations, Cody's looking around a lot. I don't know what he's doing right now. Uh, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of recommendations. You know, we've had a long off season here. It's probably been, I don't even know what, month, two months. 
Yeah, it's 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 been probably about a month and a half, maybe two months. Obviously, yeah, I, can't talk about everything we've seen, but exactly. I mean, I, I've I've gone through a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Um, some of the stuff I wanted to recommend. First off, Logan Lucky, um, sort of a Loki movie. I probably, I mean, some of you guys probably don't even know what that is. Um, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Steven uh, Soderbergh, Craig, yeah, Soderbergh. It, it's basically just a heist movie, um, but it's like a redneck heist movie. I, I love it. Um, I think that and Ocean's Eleven are some of the best stuff you can watch. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend that. Also, just big Adam Driver guy. Um, but yeah. Also, I've recently been watching BoJack Horseman a lot, hmm. uh, which I think is actually a very underrated show. I'm on like season five, I think right now. I think there's like six seasons. Uh, yeah, the first, the first like four and a half seasons are really good. Then after that, eh, all right. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that show. And then also, uh, I've been watching obviously Loki, which is a great show on uh, Disney Plus. Um, I mean, the first like what two episodes were just great. Third episode, kind third episode of was ash. But this but last. Like, Last two episodes have been really good as well. So, well, I think there's only one episode after that, unless you've seen it all already. Well, there's six episodes total, right? Yeah, you're right. What was so, the bad episode? four and five. <laughs> Three was the bad episode, and then there's okay, four so and yeah, five. There has been two decent ones. I really like the first two episodes. After four that, is the one where they fight the the timekeepers. They kill them. They cut the dude's head oh, off. Yeah. That and one was all right. Four ends in the we we get the mid credit scene in four, and then five I thought was really great. So. You're muted again. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Yeah, I don't mute. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like Logie a lot. Uh, I'd, I'd like yeah. to set up more than, you know, what, what's come after it. But I think um, I'm excited for the finale. I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like they're pointing towards Kang the Conqueror. But I don't think they're going to do that. Because just like in, in WandaVision, everyone was saying, who's the big bad going to be? Who's the big bad? Spoiler bad? alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Loki yet. But we are, we're talking about it. Um <laughs> Well, I didn't say anything spoilers, did I? Well, I'm just I saying. Said, I did. Oh, yeah. I definitely did. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't really listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, for WandaVision, everyone was saying, oh, it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. I don't think they're just going to throw in a random character at the end who hasn't been in the you know the thing the entire time. I don't think they'll do that for Loki either. If you want to hear my theory, I think it's just going to be another version of Loki. That's um, That's definitely a popular theory. I kind of hope it's not, but... I it would make sense. Either. It would make I, sense. I think that would be dumb. Um, yeah, I do think that's what they're going to do. But yeah, that's that's just the gist of my recommendations. I'm sure I'll remember some others and, and talk about them as throughout the season. Um, yeah, what, what are yours? So I don't, I feel like last time we recorded this, I was at like maybe 110 movies or something, or maybe 100. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm up to yeah, 100. 300 now? I'm at 166 on the year. So <laughs> nice. It's not that crazy. But uh I've actually been, uh, I've been back to the, have you been back to the theaters at all? Well, no, I've, I've not been back since Tenet in like February. So yeah. It was September that we saw that, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> what month is it? I don't know. It's July. Um, I've actually September. been. Yeah, that's when Tenet came out, buddy. What? Yeah, definitely that was is. a long fucking time ago. Um, I've actually wow. been back to the theater about six different times of I've been trying to basically see everything new that comes out um, just so I, you know, stay on top yeah. of things. But uh, I actually saw Black Widow last night and I'm not going to provide any spoilers, but I saw that. 
It was it was all right. Mid tier. I don't want to hear if you like it or not either. Oh, okay. Fuck off, dude. You just you just ruined it for me. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, I like going into movies with no expectations. Yeah, okay. Works. No Inter- expectations. Interesting post credit scene. That's all I'll say. Interesting post credit scene. Um, but uh, Florence Pugh, great gal, and uh, David Harbour's cool as well. I like so. But uh, in terms of just you know things I've I've seen recently, uh, it, like I said, it, it's a lot. It's, it's hard to say. Um, but Spotlight is a movie I've seen it before. But great movie if you've never seen it. Definitely one of those ones that uh, I think everybody needs to watch at least once. Uh, I think it's up there with that that Moonlight. You know, it's in the same vein. Spotlight's a great movie. Uh, the Town with uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, there it is. Come on, you're gonna set up spotlight, moonlight. Not let me break in. Come on. I was leaving it for you. Um, the town is another great movie directed by Ben Affleck. Has Ben Affleck in it? Um, also been watching some Fast and Furious movies. I think I'm gonna go see Fast Nine on Tuesday. Uh, go check that out. I've heard it's terrible, but you know, it's still fun to see. And uh, I would also say uh, my f- second favorite movie that I've seen this year that's come out this year not that i've seen this year my second movie favorite movie released this year uh is a quiet place part two um definitely worth checking out uh, i thought it was really well done john krasinski is a great director especially the opening sequence uh is like probably some of the best like 10 minutes that you can get out of a movie especially in a movie theater so highly recommend quiet place part two yeah i did want to see that uh first one i really big john krasinski guy so yeah i do need to check that one out i think they're going to be moving it to paramount plus very soon but yeah yeah. all right uh i think that's all we've got for first episode of season two had a little bit of technical difficulty it's gonna be a fun one to edit uh but we'll we'll be back and (laughs) better than ever um maybe we'll have a guest next week maybe cody will pick a movie i'll have to talk to him see what he's thinking not sure maybe we go whichever way we want i don't really, <laughs> I don't really know uh, <laughs> but yeah obviously uh sort of a weird technical episode um uh, so we'll try to clean that up also my audio in this uh this microphone i don't really like and well yeah also you'll probably notice the audio changes halfway through the episode uh, so yeah don't come after me after that uh but yeah we'll, we'll try to figure out all the kinks and i think it's a solid first episode good movie to talk about uh good new categories i think really cleaned up the show and yeah just excited for the rest of the season uh follow us at cap podcast k-h-a-p-o-d-c-a-s-t on instagram and twitter if you want to you know stay up to date with what's happening and you know shoot either of us a text a dm if you want to come on the show we definitely want to have more guests i've been reached out to by a lot of people some of which are are your friends cody uh but we definitely got some guests lined up and we're looking forward to a good season so peace yeah it's a I'd say definitely uh, stay capping. Yeah, if you want to come on the show, I'd say message Corbin first because I don't answer my phone much. Uh, but yeah, just stay capping in general and appreciate all the support. See you. Adios.